Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book show where we take the books in the past week and we recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. I am very excited about today's episode, like every episode that I do, because I am sharing it with my awesome wife, Tiffany. Thanks for being here. No problem. And You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. So yeah, we got a bunch of books to talk about this week. I think uh, normally this is the show where we t- cover the news, reviews, and recommendations, and we are going to recommend books at the end of the show, but I got no topics right now. You got anything that's going on in the world of comics you want to talk about that's particularly pressing or interesting or valid to you? The Comixology app has a digital basket beta now. What does that mean? It means I was able to, I I tested it out, but I had already bought a bunch of books using the one click, mm-hmm. but it let me actually put them into a basket so I could see everything I was getting and oh, then I could check out. I was that's like, great. But it's in beta. Mm, of course. But yeah, it let me like change how I was going to pay for it. I think, I don't know. I have to do more research on that. But okay. I just wanted to, like, we've given that service a lot of flack lately, and, I, and I'm and i still not 100% on board with their business decisions on that. But I did want to point out, hey, they changed something. Right, for the better. <laughs> Maybe. It's Theoretically. In, it's in beta. Right. They may be like, no, this isn't working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, the guys who created uh, Comixology are uh, in the publishing business again, this time doing a uh, new comic book publisher called Distillery, but we're moving all of the vowels. Unfortunately, they didn't check if distillery.com was available, so they had Maybe to get they .co. Did. It doesn't really... Who, it just wasn't who actually it. writes a website anymore? Right, who does that? Think about that. Right, but if I were to Google it, I would get the first result, which is typically the one that's been around the longest and has.com. Depends. Depends on how their SEO is. Maybe they got a good SEO guy. Maybe, Maybe they got a guy. Oh, I hope so. I mean, certainly there there was some hubbub about what the guys from Comixology were going to do next. And when they said they were going to get into comics, people kind of assumed they were going to make like some kind of competitor, which I don't know why they would do that. Because, of course, when you sell your company, you usually have a non-competition agreement. Because but maybe why... they didn't. We don't know what their agreement was. That's true. But... Uh, yeah, no, they did. Uh, they they created their own comic book publishing label, which uh, incidentally has a whole bunch of uh, talent associated with it that includes people that you may have recognized from not only comics, but also, of course, comics Substack. Uh, the, it's Scott Snyder. Uh, I think Tula Lote is involved. Uh, a bunch of people. Um, it's funny, actually, the the ones to break the news was the New York Times, which says to me, like, A, they had some pull and B, they want to be viewed as everything that distillery did to, like, get onto the scene was bypassing most of the comic book news channels. They did use the comic book news, but Mm -hmm. it came about much later. Like distillery didn't hit the scene until after the New York times article that everybody had to share, Uh which of course is behind a paywall because New York times. Um, I just kind of, this strikes me more as like that, you know, the bad idea. Yes. Publishing. Oh, I'll bet Dinesh and the bad idea folks have something to say about distillery. Maybe they'll be like, it just it just strikes me as, as something very similar. It does sound very on. similar. And I know that it's funny, like when Bad Idea came on the scene, people were like, boo, that's so stupid. And Distillery came on, and everyone's like, oh, cool, we should hear them out. I mean, maybe I, I don't fully, I, I, listen, I didn't do my own research on mm-hmm. this, so I can't for sure. Well, uh, I mean, they, they are going to be publishing comic books, but they also are talking about creating digital scarcity for their digital versions of comic books. And all I can think of when I hear that kind of thing is NFTs. And I'm like, well, it could be that, or it could be the idea of 
I guess it is like that. But like, but... <laughs> no, the plan is they're going to sell them, and they're going to. Ha- I think the idea is like NFTs, like they're going to have their own digital footprint or fingerprint. Oh, and okay. so you can't like once you buy a digital copy of the book, mm-hmm. it's yours, and you can sell it on the aftermarket. But when it is sold, the creators get a cut of the sale of used digital comics. And I'm like, I don't know how the hell you think you're going to track that or make that work in any way that makes it financially viable for the creators themselves. Because like how many times am I going to sell an independent digital comic book? So, you know, I mean, that, in my lifetime, maybe 12. And that's maybe a, a topic for another conversation as well. That, like this idea of digital scarcity, it seems counterintuitive. Yeah to the idea of comics for everyone but maybe this is supposed to be you're calling it distillery maybe it's meant to be like more of a you know high-end oh like black label comic book company which we hold our after dinner drinks and Mm -hmm. smoke our item of choice yes yes and uh you know no i think you you're supposed to associate this with like you know, a microbrewery of uh, of comics, or you know, or it's I mean? like because it's a distillery, it's it's a distilled version, mm. a boiled down version of the best of the best. That's true. That's what this is. Yeah, yeah. We we this is like what we learned from comicsology. Now we distilled it all into this. Okay, well, it's very potent and um, I hope it powerful. Works out for them. Yeah, no, but Bleeding Cool did a really nice like kind of breakdown of who they were and what that was all about. How did this go from the I, I'm like, yay, they added a basket feature to like because the guys from Comicsology made this, and I was like, oh, that know, reminds yeah, me, yeah. like because people were like, boo, oh, I know, Comicsology. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. Um, it's interesting to me because you know this is like a it, this should be kind of a big deal, or at the very least, it should be met with a lot of discussion uh instead i'm seeing like kind of hand wavy and scrutiny or like a kind of you know hold on guys but there's there's no fervor there's no enthusiasm one way or another which i think is indicative it of often the whole has damn thing, to, it, but, i mean like obviously it has to do with who's involved you know yeah maybe they like people who are writing about this or talking about this know the founders of it maybe they you know like the creators a little bit more who are associated with this it, it could be a lot of reasons that something could be skewed yeah. if it is or it could just be like no they know something we don't know and That's that maybe true. it is a better idea well and the creators themselves own, like they, they they own a portion of the company just like image exactly well image no they don't no, when own it first started yes yeah they were all had controlling stake in the company <laughs> uh it was a tula lote said quote we literally co-own the publishing company which is amazing aside from that i know chip and david uh that is to say the guys from uh comics algae know my body of work and trust what i'm doing so it feels like i have absolute freedom to be as creative as i want to be that sounds exactly like when image first started mm-hmm. oh yeah which so. means that out of it only one creator will really <laughs> come out of it someone else will leave and go join i guess image as some powerful position yeah or marvel will just hire them and ask them to reboot their universe for them oh that I mean, could be too but yeah, uh, a lot of names you'd associate with this kind of idea. Brian Azzarello, James Town in the Fourth, Rom V, uh, Becky Cloonan, Lee Garbett, Stephanie Phillips, Scott Snyder, Jamie McElvey, Jock is involved, Yoel Jones, uh, Mark Bernardin is going to be there, Elsa Chartierier, uh, and, 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 and more. And the rest of their friends. Yes, and the rest of their friends. Who no, I, that's nice. Good for them. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's see what they come up with. There's a lot of great creators in there and yeah. whatever. And like I, I imagine they won't have the same thing as... Um, you know, as bad idea where it's like, it'll be really volatile and 
you know, comic book companies will be like shiving each other, trying to get exclusive access to their books. Like it'll just be, no, here's the books. You can sell them if you want. Or not with, when it comes to this digital scarcity. Yeah. Scarcity. Yeah. I think it's also intentionally vague. That's well, that's fair. If you're not a hundred percent, ready to go I, I, if you're I, not 100 ready to go you shouldn't be making announcements that's not true people do that all the time no those are that, that you do teases you know they do what is distillery they get their friends to tweet it you know that that kind of thing you start posting about it you don't say here's distillery here's our model We're, we'll figure it out from here they, they, they've given you an idea of what's happening that's true a bad idea. Oh, 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 I'm kidding, of course. Uh, this show is sponsored by viewers like you. Uh, we were just actually reached out to by uh, a couple of sponsors, and uh, I had to say no to them, uh, at least one of them, because they, I had to chase the last one for payment, and I was like, I'm not going to do that again. Like, I don't want to get, cha- I don't want to be chasing down sponsors for money if we have like a contract. Um, so the best way to keep them out of there is by joining our Patreon at comic, uh, patreon.com slash comicbob or using Super Chats. That's a question or comment. We're here on the show and it keeps all the riffraff out. Uh, I do plan on using super uh, sponsorships at some point in the near future, but I doubt you'll notice. <laughs> it shouldn't be an issue. Yay, that's great. Uh, Ta- Taswald says, you'd really rather have to read that Batman who laughs is just Joker possessed by Judge Death after Batman Dread 4, at least visually, than just tell us all about Raid. Um, yeah, I guess. Um, if you are interested in checking those out, the Batman Judge Dread books are hilarious and great. Although, uh, if you are a huge Batman stan, uh, you may need to reserve judgment because uh, Dread seems a lot more capable oh, than, okay. than old bats. Yeah, you know, I realized I was like, I, I noticed your tweet. I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, we're not just talking about a Star Wars comic. I don't know why you made that. The thumbnail? The thumbnail and the title of this What's episode. the biggest book that came out this week? Uh, I don't know. It could be X-Men. It could be Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants. I read X-Men. It was not. Still, okay. I thought I thought some pretty big things happened there. Okay. Just saying. I think it's better than an Ewok. I think not. I think that okay. the Ewok thumbnail got people talking. I don't know okay. if you saw, but the chat was a buzz. They're calling them a Jawa. Yeah, they didn't know what it was. <laughs> but I think everybody who knows, I think you know what a, what an Ewok is. I mean, I do. I think everybody knows what an Ewok is. Ray Far, Comic Pop, Woo, hope you two are doing well. We are, thank, thank you. you. I rewatched the Trouble episode oh, no. uh, of Back Issues, and I think it's canon to the Ultimate Universe. Explains old Bucky in the end. That would be fine and very weird. I, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> That's all I'd say about that. Uh, Nitrobilizer says, excited for any competition in the publishing space. I agree. Like, I like I like to see competition, but is it competition? Like, we're talking, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're in a historic time for comics, and the reason why we know we are is because literally nobody's talking about how, how historic it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, uh, you can see the signs of it. Like, there's no buzz. There's no discussion. There's The, the, the things that are happening are quiet and, and, and secretive or seismic only in, like, slow glacial paces. And you're kind of like, oh, things are changing. But, like, you know, and you won't be able to, like, things are changing in a way I can't comprehend or articulate in the most, like, cogent way. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's because, like, once I have, like, the vantage point of, like, a few years i'll be able to finally say like oh that's that's the point okay. when things were really changing uh and ray far also follows up so saying keep it keep the corporate cats out of here we're trying man now yeah so right. uh so how many books did you end up reading this week i read a few okay. uh you know i like i read superman lost like i said i wasn't going to uh christopher priest parlo carlo pagualian uh this was you know um what exactly what i thought it was gonna be uh you know it was fine 
I won't be reading any more of it. After reading the first issue, I was like, I don't think I want to read any more of it. But a lot of people we know, yourself included, have said, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. Like one issue? That's all you can give it? Yeah. You gave it two. That's fair. I gave it two. And I was right the first time. You gave it 20%. Yeah. It's 10 issues. You've read 20% of the series. Which, when when I say it like that, that sounds like less good. I don't know why. It's just, it's, you know, Superman was missing. For him, 20 years. Yeah. For everybody else, 20 seconds or whatever, an hour. Okay. Uh, Lois is dealing with like a PTSD-induced Superman who like sleeps on the floor and, you know, is afraid to act. And then we see little snippets of what he was doing during those 20 years, or at least we're, we're seeing for the first, I don't know, day of his 20-year missing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you got you got eight more issues. Okay. Well, maybe something more is going to happen, something bigger. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's 10 issues. So there's definitely, absolutely, there's going to be more. Okay. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm good on this. Okay. I don't need another, like, Elseworld Superman story. That's a story you could have done in continuity, but also, I, like... The, the 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 exploration of the character is uninteresting to me okay. in in this through this lens so there you have it yeah superman superman lost number two okay no thanks um what do you got i'm gonna do two quick um indie books while i have you all here yeah <laughs> uh one is an issue two uh it's a uh, phantom road number two written by jeff lemire with art by gabriel walta uh this is i just really like this book Gabriel Walt is awesome. Yeah, it really works for this story. It's just it's just right work for the right story. Yeah, hundred um, percent. This is a a like horror, like weird kind of. Th- I, I'm saying horror because there are horror, horror elements things going on. I I it's just yeah. It's it is an rated M for mature book for sure. Um, there's a lot of violence in here, but there's definitely some strangeness. It strikes me as a story that could be um like based on like a no sleep style thing okay you know what i mean like it, it, it's more like a thriller or a uh... no because no sleeps are often horror yeah i'm thinking of the left right game okay like there's something here you know it's like there's some strangeness going on um there's like maybe like a twin Peaksian vibe where there's like folks who like know things but like mm-hmm. can't tell you because it's not the right time but you'll find the right time you know what i mean like that kind of stuff yeah um there, there's also like a couple of moments in this for you silent hill fans there's a moment in silent hill 3 in which a character acts like, oh, you think they look like monsters? And like for a second, the protagonist is like, oh, Have I been like, killing no, I'm just kidding. People? I'm just kidding. This, something like that comes up in this. Oh my God, that's fine. Um, so really just digging this book. Lemire isn't always a hit for me, but so far I'm really vibing on this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember how many issues it is, but mm. I'll probably be picking up all of them. So really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Um, and then additionally, I wanted to, I didn't, I did not notice this one. I noticed it, but I didn't actually mention it when we were, um, recommending books last week. Yeah. Looks like uh, three. Looks like oh, four. four. Okay. That sounds four or five, something yeah. like that. That sounds about correct mm-hmm. for this story. I think that'll, it'll run its course in that amount of time. Sweet. Um, but, uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to World Tree mm-hmm. or World Tree 33. Um, this is another um like horror kind of supernatural thrillery book written by James Tynan the Fourth with art by Fernando Blanco. Mm-hmm. Uh, once in a while with these, I really do feel like I need to mention that this is a mature book. Our our younger folks out there, there's yeah. also nudity in this one. I I just want to make sure you you know you're that. aware you're aware of that. You know you don't want to be cracking this one open necessarily around folks who might be sensitive because you're gonna see. A lot of naked ladies in this one. <laughs> well, you're just going to see one naked lady. 
several but a times. Lot. Yeah, she, she'll be she shows up a bit. Okay. Um, this is interesting. Tynan obviously not quite like Colin Bunn. Colin Bunn seems to just always have a story ready to go. Just there's a story. There's a story. That's there's true. a story. There's Bunn's a story. like, oh, you need it. You, well, you got something? Yeah, I, go. I got five stories. I got five <laughs> stories ready to go. Um, I'm a bird. I got just ten birds. <laughs> but it seems like Tynan. He has like a never-ending like drawer that he pulls horror from. If you haven't seen already, I think Razor Blades in the back of this is coming to print is a complete book. Oh wow! Um, so if you like horror, you could check out. Razor Blades as well, which is a um, actual like ma- mail away magazine you could get from Tynan. I have all of them. Yes, you do. In like fabulous little magazine format. It was delightful to get a package like that um, each time they came out, but they're going to collect it in like a 350 page book. So oh, fine. Um, everybody can tell me to go pick that up when it comes out, even though I already own it. <laughs> yep, that'll happen. <laughs> but yeah, go go check that out if you'd like to whenever it comes out, if it isn't already. Oh, it's just available now. So yeah, but this go. is like another one where it's just like, this is a different feel from some of the stuff he's done, but it also feels like a lot of things I've checked out before. And that's not a bad thing. No, it's just, it's in that wheelhouse. It's in that kind of bracket. Like I would describe this as if I, if you force me, like what's my elevator pitch. Okay. Ready? Mm. What's the elevator pitch for this? It's, um, deceased meets it. Okay. That's the vibe I get from this. It's one issue, right? So far. So I could be totally wrong about that. But seemingly there's like the dark web. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. They call it something else. Yeah. Well, there's like there's something there, right? And like, but it like it's like a like an entity of some kind yeah. or something. And it wants to get out there. And like, mm. you know, if you see it, it does something to you, right? <laughs> or like being involved with it for too long makes you follow it and do whatever it wants you to do right so yeah. this, this kid ends up going on like uh like killing spree kind oh. of thing right and um we meet his brother and and you know his brother's like fiance now and and that's going on yeah then on the other side of it we have um these folks we see them when they were slightly younger when i say it i don't mean like they were kids but they were like in their teens mm-hmm. and um back in like let's call it the 90s they had a run-in with this thing and they presumably got Killed rid it. of it yeah, right and yeah. now they're like it's coming back and like it may be too late to stop oh, it that's, and that's it. where yeah. i get the it vibe i'm not saying it's necessarily it yes that's where i get that vibe from so like sure. it, you're not gonna have like there's not gonna be clowns i don't <laughs> think there's not gonna be like any of that stuff there's not gonna be turtles and inhalers or Good. questionable practices and books mm-hmm. um but it, it gives me that sort of like like feeling about it yeah um but like regardless of me spending most of the time going like, what does this remind me of? It's like, it's it. And then what else? And the deceased thing, because like you show somebody the phone and like they glitch out. Ah, there you go. They don't go crazy initially, but they have like a moment, but most of them have died before you continue to see what would happen. Right. Next. Right. So I'm like, that's where I get the deceased from as well, but it is grounded in our reality. There's no superheroes in it necessarily. Um, the art's, good it works for it it gives me like mr miracle yeah. by, like occasionally they got the um, nine panel grid a lot yeah you get that grid a lot for sure but not all the time uh but i was definitely it was compelling it was definitely compelling and i will continue to pick this up uh until it doesn't compel me anymore to do so unless that just means i'm too involved with the dark web i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah check that out another horror poll so let's that's, that's it that's there you all. go. Okay. World well, that's world, Indie Corner with Tiffany. Yeah, World Tree and, and Phantom Road. Someone else in the comments was like, if you liked World Tree, you should check out Little Monsters. I'm like, I started to and then I just fell off. Yeah. So I, I I'm I'm aware of that. This is more up my alley for yeah. Lemire. There's it's it's just I'll I'll probably end up grabbing the other book in 
trade mm-hmm. but this is a way this is right in my wheelhouse of like yeah. ooh, what's happening i don't understand it i'm not supposed to understand it yeah i like that kind of stuff that's fair i heard a rumor that phantom road may, may be going like a lot longer maybe it could go up to like 50 issues we don't know i, I would love that yeah and then hopefully at one point it'll be snowy too and oh, then that would just- you get all the things you like about horror <laughs> yeah well, I, uh, I, 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 this is like a more of a check-in period for me. Like okay. I fell off a bunch of books. So I was like, let me just check back in, see if I should climb back on. Like I did check out Predator 2, not the movie, the comic book issue uh, from 20th Century Studios Comics from Ed Brisson and Nethro, uh, Netho Diaz. Uh, this is a, like what, what a promised to be kind of like a new fresh reset but actually is a straight up sequel to the last it looks mini it. Series. i was gonna say when i saw this cover i'm like is that just a character yes it is but years later that's not it that's not a that's not a fresh story. no it's not at all but uh but it does com- slam that idea right into predators which we talked about um the first issue felt much more like predators this one is the like mostly because the main character from the previous series finally like reveals herself and starts acting and then seemingly is put into a position where she will no longer be the main character. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting how I, having read the first mini series, caring about that character and kind of digging that series a little bit, uh, it made me kind of like concerned for her safety in this surrounded by a bunch of characters that I couldn't care less about. This is, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I don't care for uh, when it comes to the release of this book. For one thing, the fact that Marvel's trying to do this 20th century book thing, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's weird. It, it, the, the, the 20th century entertainment as a comic label is ugly and confusing. It's, it's busy because it's just the 20th century Fox logo, but like smaller and where the Marvel logo should be with some kind of ugly purple gradient. And it's like, okay, why? And I saw it on the shelf uh, the other day next to the like planet of the apes book, which is also doing the same thing. And I'm like, again, like what? Now I know really it's more about aesthetics and publishing initiatives. And it is about this book issue, like this issue, but it represents a lot. Um, you know, the book itself is fine. You know, Marvel doesn't seem to care too much about it, except for the fact that they're making it and they're pushing it. But, you know, I'm not seeing a lot of like ink about this series. Uh, it could be engaging if you are interested in seeing like kind of like a- another version of Predators where it's like, what if instead of them all being killers and bad people, it was soldiers or fighters from different time periods within 50 years of each other. Like, which is just not a pitch for me. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know, if, if, if you watch the show for long enough, you know my pitches for Predator and, and, and or any ideas that have been bandied about for Predator. This this is none of that. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like Marvel was courting the least interesting ideas you could possibly do with the franchise mm. and being like, let's launch Predator. That's what it is. It's just very uninteresting. Okay. If you compare this to any Predator book from Dark Horse, you'd be like, what the hell happened? Okay. It's just so disappointing. That's a shame. It is a shame. I, you know, I'm just, I feel bad because I don't want to like really rag on stuff, but you know, I'm just checking in on some things. Okay. Like, I checked back in on Dark Ride. I read, uh, I, I remembered I was, I meant to read these because the, the writer is a co-host of one of our shows, uh, Josh Williamson and Andral Bresson, or Andre, Andre Bresson. Uh, did the art for uh, Dark Ride. This is a fun series. Uh, it's very much not in my wheelhouse, but it also isn't 
like your horror. Okay. You know, it isn't mm-hmm. like atmospheric and uh, you know, spooky. It is it, it is what it looks like, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. What if Disney was horror themed? What if Walt Disney was a sadist monster who made a deal with the devil? Like okay. you know That's fair. You know, I think um horror uh, horror takes all sides i think it's very personal i think horror is a very personal thing and so just because it doesn't resonate with a person who's a horror fan Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it shouldn't like you know anyone else who does resonate with should feel bad about it because i feel like horror is just it's just there's just very something personal left that fear yeah or that like how you want to engage with it whether it be through something that is like fun or over the top or you know someone who's like a fan of grindhouse or someone who's a fan of like you know, psychological, like mess your mm-hmm. mess with your brain. Like it's just yeah. it, how it's just your personal. brain perceives fear. And I think that this is doing a fine job. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't, I would be attracted to it because I really love the covers, mm-hmm. but the story itself enjoys the macabre while also being a story about family and people. And at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about. I was like, but oh, uh, no. no, it is really like, it's about family and it's about, uh, uh, getting to the bottom of like a dark mystery, and you know, it's, it's very similar to actually in tone to Nailbiter, I think. Uh, so, you know, if you like that, you probably will love Nail uh, Dark Ride. Okay. I myself found it fun, um, but it also is very much not within my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not I'm not like salivating for more, but I'm like when I read it, I'm like, oh, it's okay, this is cool. Like I get it. You're you not know? like this is not well written. You're like this no. is fine. It just may not be your 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 cup of tea exactly like wildcats number six from wild from matthew rosenberg and tom duranick which is like the probably last issue of wildcats that i can stomach at this point uh these have been some fantastic covers and uh that's the best i can say about wildcats Uh, this is one of those things that's just like it's just a damn shame is what it is like it's just uh you know what else is frustrating about it i'm I'm just really quick this is very like hair hair splitting but uh, that because it's purple and there's a skeleton man on the front my brain was like skeletor that would be awesome uh no it, the, the the skeleton person is cool too okay but like okay so um wildcats uh, uh covert action teams is what cat stood for and uh in the lettering for the original wildcats it was always capital c capital a capital t lowercase s right you know there was a period at the end of every letter that was made into an acronym however in this new version of Wildcats, the S also stands for something, okay. but they dropped the period at the end of the S. I don't know. Do you need it? Yes. Okay. Well, because it stands for something. Graphically speaking, you don't want that period there. I'm sure that's why they did it. I know. Because there's only one person making all the logos for DC. Well, I, but like, it's, I support this. Decision. Well, I, I, I would have well, been like, incorrect. I would have been like, we're dropping this period. Well, it's it perpetuating. It's it's perpetuating a misunderstanding of grammar, and I will not tolerate it. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to. Well, it's out there. I I know. This it is exists. my show, and I say that this sucks. Uh, Actually, this is our show. Well, I'm also saying it sucks. <laughs> okay. But like, <laughs> this is this book. If, if you're like reading this and you go, man, you know. Like I, I Rosenberg has been really pimping Wildcats and he loves this franchise and I, I want to love it too. Is there something wrong with me? No, there's nothing wrong with you. This book is 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 supposed to be like a fresh start for Wildcats mm-hmm. and the Wildstorm universe in the DC universe for the fourth time. And yet it is borderline impenetrable in its like in its narrative, just in the in the introduction of characters that are visually identical to what they were 30 years ago but also 
nothing like the characters 30 years ago. So you're seeing them from like the visual cues of what you remember, but you need to forget everything you remember about them. So then why do they look like that? Well, they look like that because I like looking at them like that because I remember them looking like that, but that's not enough and it doesn't work. And so there's all these conflicting elements of the, the canon and the new canon just just bombarding each other mm. throughout. Okay. And while you are reading it, you're like, I don't care. Like there's nothing engaging mm-hmm. about it. There's nothing that hooks you. Okay. You know, it's it, the, the hook is Wildcats in the DC universe. Like that's the, like the hook is something that we've been living with since the new 52. Like at the end of the day, the Wildcats appeared in the, in the, in the DC universe in the last issue of Flashpoint. Mm. Like, so it's been there the whole time. And if anybody had a strong pitch for that, they would have done it. You know, the close thing we got was that Ellis book, Wildstorm, which yeah. is a book that I read as a job for DC until I begged them to let me stop doing it because it was so boring. And it was like, I appreciated. I was like, this is a good book. I get it, but I'm bored to tears. Mm, you know, I'm just a yeah. big dumb dummy, but like, this is boring for a, a whole host of different reasons. This is just, it's, it, it's, it's, it's trying to be world building. And it's like, it feels like Rosenberg is trying to get to a point and every issue he's like, whoa, 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 whoa but I need to make my point. Like, so it, it's like, we got three issues of story in six issues, but we're taking six issues to tell two issues of story. Like it's just every time that something happens, just, it just keeps rolling and going. And it's like, Oh, just, it just won't stop. Okay. And, and the, and the lettering is awful. Oh, like, I and I don't know what's that. going on with it. Like it, for whatever reason, there's there Marvel and DC used to have similar, if not identical typefaces for mm-hmm. all their uh, mainstream books. Then Marvel and DC did a hard shift and one of them has another and the other and has another. But now Wildcats has its own typeface. And I say this every issue I review of Wildcats, that it has its own, Wildcats has its own typeface. He's, they're going to fight a Talon and we're going to integrate them into the DC universe. But we want it to feel like it's totally different by giving it its own typeface. Like it has its own linguistic identity. It's, but it's a bad typeface. There's a lot going on that just doesn't work. Okay. And it's like, and what's, pro- what's problematic is it, the issue is it's just not a very good book. And like, look, I'm not trying to like rag on it, right? Like it's, it, I'm not saying it sucks. I'm not saying it's poorly written. I'm just saying it's not a very good book. Okay. And the problem is it will send a message that says that Wildcats fundamentally doesn't work in the DC universe. And right. I, I look, normally I would say that's not true because there's, there's, there's a host of opportunities for that to, to work, but they've tried three times right mm-hmm. i get you three very different times like very different opportunities to do it and they just didn't like it just doesn't work but i don't think it's like wildcats would work better at marvel either you know i just think that wildcats slash wild storm works better in its own universe mm. you know we did uh, the authority on back issues and we it was did. like you know they kept referring to stormwatch stuff and i'm like don't yeah like it worked better on its own mm-hmm. like each Wildstorm property almost worked on its own. Hell, wh- many moons ago, when Wildstorm had a big event, I don't remember what the hell it was called, Fire in the Sky, something like that. It was like Team 7, Wildcats, Stormwatch, Gen 13, everybody smashing into each other. It was so boring. It was so uninteresting. 
And it's just like, that's what happens when a world predicated on, gee whiz, wouldn't it be interesting if state or government sponsored teams all were in the same universe? I'm like, oh, you mean like the same effing team, but with different paint on their faces? Like, that's it? Yeah. Like, maybe it's just fundamentally creatively bankrupt. Maybe Wildstorm just doesn't work. That That's what this book is doing. It's like making me question all of Wildstorm. <laughs> anyway, it's just, it's just not a very good book, unfortunately. Okay, well, I wish it were better. Yeah, I get you. And and I think it will set Wildstorm back. Like, the next time someone has, like, a dynamite pitch for Wildstorm, DC's going to think twice. Yeah, they're going to be like, nah. They're going to be like, we try, right. we, we've tried. Right. <laughs> I get you. And it's like, this isn't... Normally, they give it six issues, right? Green Arrow can't sustain more than six issues, apparently. But Wildstorm isn't over in the six issues. So you're giving, you're giving Wildstorm more issues than Green effing Arrow? <laughs> Then Doom Patrol? Now, maybe it's because the guy who created it is the president of the company. It could be. But I, I would argue that Jim Lee doesn't seem to give a crap about Wildstorm. It's not like there's a Jim Lee cover. It's Wait, not like Jim Wild Lee's Storm writing or it. Wildcats? Either. Okay. But Wildcats is Wildstorm. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? No, Jim Lee invented all of it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Wildcats. Meh. <laughs> You I was like, do it. meow. No, yeah. no, I can't do. I can't. I can't come in Coming strong cold. with that after that. Just, no way. Bear Farmer says only enough money for two uh, ads, so I'll use the first uh, one to say I'm a fan. I've been. I've seen every episode of Back Issues, <gasps> and I can't wait for 500. Am I spelling 52? I don't even. I don't know what's going to happen. I think you do. Thank you, Bear Farmer. Great I, name, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say this is a solid name. I I'm love a Bear it. Farmer uh boris fraser says distillery is an awful name i'm dyslexic and needed you to tell me it was distillery i'm assuming i'd assume you'd want people to know how to pronounce your company's name i think it's one of those things where they're like if you don't know how to pronounce our name then our books might not be for you like i think they want that kind of i think it's just a a current trend i've seen it on a couple of things and you know that could be good i feel like i've seen it but like on older things like that was an idea from like like almost 10 years ago. You'd know better than me. I doubt it. I know. <laughs> Bear Farmer, would you ever consider having all four of you do an episode of Wolverine Havoc Meltdown? We'd love to see everybody's reactions to the art, especially. We have a number of issues of it. I don't think we actually have the whole ish- series yet, but uh, I doubt Wolverine Havoc Meltdown could sustain an episode. Like, you know, the views just don't cut it. Hulk versus Thor didn't do well. Like, there's no way that Wolverine Havoc is going to help us out. I uh, mean, Wolverines, you know. Wolverine. We don't want to burn out the Wolverine uh, card. Not, even not with his hot claws. That's true. Cadillac will defend for treats. Tiffany, did you play Ghostwire Tokyo? I started playing it on Game Pass PC, and the combat feels like a blueprint for Doctor Strange game. Cool hand move motions. Okay, so that was a game I really wanted to play, especially because of that E3. I think it was E3. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't. Where they did the um, the showing of that yeah. one, the, in, the the woman who uh, oh, it's a spooky. Yeah, she was great. Uh, she sold me on that one, um, and then I held off when it came out because a lot of people said it could get a little monotonous, and I wasn't sure I wanted to pay full price. I was waiting for it to go on sale, and honestly, I forgot about it. But mm-hmm. now there's something that's on Game Pass. It's like, oh, I have Game Pass. I pay for it, and I don't use it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oops. Um, so I'm gonna check that out because yes, yeah. But yeah, I if you're telling me it's a blueprint for Doctor Strange. I'm in. <laughs> uh, Jefferson Kaik Day. Good day. Uh, did you guys hear about the Spider-Man Hulk toilet paper comic? So bizarre. Also have 
uh, you uh, even heard of the upcoming Carnage event? I've heard about it. I have, yes. Uh, and in fact, uh, yeah, I remember hearing about that Spider-Man Hulk toilet paper comic like years ago. Like, I want to say Wizard did a thing about it like forever ago. It was just, you know, comic printed on toilet paper. That's all. They've done that before. I've seen that. Like, like it, it's an old thing. It's just an old, like, it's a gimmick, you know? Um, But yeah, I, uh, I have heard of it even before the YouTube video about it. Um, but I also like, you know, they did it. Did you hear about the coming carnage event? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I tune out anything carnage at this point. It's over. Carnage is over. Uh, and Dan V900, the way you talk about Rosenberg's Wildcats reminds me of Kurt Busick's calling out for, of Hickman for stretching three issues of stories into six with this F4 run. I tried Wildcats and it's not good at all. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Kurt Busick sure likes to call people out uh, in public, even when he has no business doing so. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I've never actually, I don't think I've ever read. Uh, well, yeah, I could see I could see Busick saying that about Hickman, but you know, those Hickman Fantastic Four books are really good. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you, Tiffany? What do you got? Uh, what do I got? Um, I read Moon Knight number twenty-two this week. Well, of course you did. Yeah, of course I did. That's written by Jed McKay with art by I believe it's Alessandro Capuccio without even being on the credits page. Mm -hmm. Because yay, we're twenty-two issues in, and I finally remember the team, and I was right. Yay for me. <laughs> um, this this issue is all about Tigra. If you couldn't tell by that cover, and that's exactly what it's about, and it's a fun issue. Yay. A lot of fun things happen by the end. I will say. <laughs> yeah. As much as I literally last You're like, I'm not here for Tigra. No, I have no problem with this issue. I have no problem with okay, her good. as a character. Uh, I have no problem with doing a highlight on her um, as being part of like the Moon Knight team. Yeah. Um, I do, however, um, you know, like I was like, this has been consistently good. And this, this was consistently good. Yes. I can't tell if when I read it, I was like, oh, you're, you're oh, okay. Like there was literally a point in the story where I was like, okay, I know where this is going. Got it. You know, like who is Midnight Man? I'm like, all right, I know who Midnight Man is. Fine, <laughs> whatever. Great. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, and I think I see where you're going with this. And I can't tell if it's one of those, like, this is clever because you thought we were going one way, but actually we're going a different way. Or if it's one of those, I don't know why you thought we were going that way. I only led you to this point. Uh -huh. And oh. But actually, it was something else. And I'm like, I haven't quite decided on that, but definitely a, a couple of cues in this book that make you think, oh, well, all right, like I'm along for this ride. And mm -hmm. then by the end of it, you know, the like mystery that's going on is... <laughs> It's, always, it's not what it is what you thought or it's the obvious thing no it's something totally it's like it's like oh no actually it's this and i was like okay now i don't mind being wrong in a mystery yeah but i'm like but i, I don't I like it when feel it like you really made me go down this one path yeah of my thought train only to like pull the rug out from under you yeah which is like less clever and more ryan johnson <laughs> um but other than that like you really can't complain about this you know we we get to see you know, Tiger wanting to solve a mystery about something. It's like, oh, like Midnight Man shows back up and like Moon Knight's not doing anything about it. Yeah. Midnight Man was like, you know, going after mafia. And then, you know, then he started like robbing from people, but like not actually stealing money. Like there's these rich families. Something was, oh, what's going on? Oh. What was he taking? I don't know. Right. Yeah. And, and like, you know, Moon Knight's like, I don't care. I killed, <laughs> I killed both Midnight Men. Right. Or Midnight Mans. Yeah. I, who cares? She's like, I care. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to crack this mystery wide yeah, open. Yeah, I'm going to like, you know, take care of my kid cuz I'm a single parent and also solve this crime. And then, you know, we get some really great looking like I really love this yeah. like this like one, like that one's cool, but like I really like 
could could you no but the one where she's jumping is uh oh my god comicsology everybody no that's my phone (laughs) that's that's not comicsology sal takes it back that's not that (laughs) i have a really like my phone's on its way out Mm -hmm. um well it's three years old it ought to be (laughs) oh you're in you are in rare form today um but you know the reveal is that you know it's wait wait, what'd you think it was gonna be oh okay so the real i was correct who midnight man was 100% 100% correct. I was like, it's Mark. Got it. That's why he doesn't want to do. That's why he doesn't, he doesn't want to get into it. He doesn't yeah. want to get into it because it is him. Like he's doing something. Okay, cool. And then when she puts together that, you know, the thing that links all the families that were robbed were that each of them, their parents were killed by like a vicious animal. Hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this something Tiger. like Tigra did this? And mm-hmm. like Mark's trying to protect her. Oh, so he's getting the evidence. Yeah. No. Oh, because like she's talking the whole time, like I have to hunt, I got to do this, and like right, we're, I'm we're hunting, painting like, her as we're she could have been a murderer as, at some like, point. Her internal monologue, the like animal thing, the yeah. fact that like Mark's pretending like he doesn't care, yeah, and like it's like you know she's like I don't understand why Mark like blah blah blah, and like you come to my house and you like wear your full Moon Knight suit instead of just hanging out. Like she clearly has a thing for him. Yes, and, like, I'm, like, this is how history. this is how he shows he cares for you. He because he doesn't know how to do it, mm-hmm. he's taking care of like the background. That is not. Mm-hmm. what it is at all it's not that at all oh it's just something else it's just something else it's jack russell he did it oh and like he's like oh no i'm like i'm on the case like i'm still figuring out the thing from the last issue and i'm like okay that's that's fair You're good but because... you definitely in this issue led me to down that one path mm-hmm. like i was down that sounds this path. that sounds like maybe it was tigra and someone in editorials like don't make tigra a bad guy yeah, like I like there's just like all the all the tropey clues are dropped. Yes. The entire issue. And then it's like, oh nope, it actually isn't that at all. Hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like Tiger gets to have this moment with him where she's just like, You didn't trust me to tell me you were being midnight man. You know, because we want to have a lesson for him at the yes. end. Yes. Right? Like we <laughs> Yeah, we have to, he has to grow. He's, he's gotta grow. And like I get that. So their relationship gets to be bolstered. Mm-hmm. You know, you think she's like kind of done with him. Um, we talk about, oh yeah, we, we end up talking a lot about, um, her kid's dad, mm-hmm. right? And okay. how, like, supposedly it's Hank Pym. Yeah. Right? Yes. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, there's, like, some history there. I, I don't know. I don't know anything much right. about Right, but then Tiger, it turns really. out it actually, it wasn't. It was a, it was a scroll. Oh. It's, it's a whole it was, thing. Was it a, the, that scroll that was impersonating him, but not long enough for him to be fixed as I, a character? Yeah, I guess so. But okay. anyway, like, at the end of the day, Mark shows up. Oh, dressed like himself. Well, dressed in his Moon Knight costume without that, and then they kiss. And oh. I'm like, oh, that's sweet, right? Like, that's that's nice. Yeah. Like, at the end, like, the last... And I'm like, yeah, okay, this is very sweet. I'm like, I just thought it was funny that this this mystery was like, ha-ha, but actually mm. it's over here. And I'm like, I mean, like, it, that also makes sense for Mark. Yeah. It's just, like, I just picked up on these breadcrumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So. Cool. All right. Well, good. I'm glad Moon Knight is continuing to be good. I love Hopefully. everybody. Like, I, I didn't read it, but I immediately. I knew it. immediately. I knew it was Jack Because I went with the obvious thing. Well, I mean, you know, I guess you have to read it to understand all my clues. But I'm not going to read the issue to you because that's not what this show is about. We've well, and they're not going to read it ever. So it well, works out great. That's all right. That's all right. Um, the other things that I read were X-Men related. Naturally. So you want to get an X-Men 21? Yeah. Which I actually, we actually have a copy. 
We do. Marvel mailed it to us. It Not because, here. by the way, because no, I bought it. Part of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a like mail order system with them, which means that I get books randomly. Like you'll never know when I'm gonna get books. Yeah, I like, but I kind of like that. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. Like but, uh, sometimes I get a She-Hulk book or a, right? or an X-Men book or maybe even Spider-Man because I, uh, I I I subscribed to Marvel and I hit like a few issues when I didn't know how bad Spider-Man could be. So right. I was like, let's just do it. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be like, ugh. So yeah, but I I haven't gotten a Spider-Man book in a couple of months, so I think that's done, which is great. Oh. But X Men Twenty One, Jerry Duggan and uh, Stefano Caselli. Yeah, yeah, art's looking great. Oh yeah, no, this is. There have been very few during the Krakoa era of like the main bad-looking X Men books. Yeah, especially the main book. But like, there's just, there's some really I don't know. There's some really great just poses in here yeah. really great anatomy going on in this book and mm -hmm. who is on colors for this because i really like their work quite a bit uh frederico blee oh, doing some them. really really great stuff color wise yeah it's um yeah i thought we read this like when i finished reading this today i was like didn't we read this already? no <laughs> no 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 we're just finishing up it's just the, it's just wrapping up it's just wrapping up the brood arc yeah, 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 which is also going on in, in, Captain, in, in Marvel. Captain Marvel. Um, but and like the brood stuff is neither here nor there. Like the brood stuff. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> the brood stuff is really just here. They're to, there for the covers. They're here for the covers, which are fun. And I, I, I do wonder if you connect can connect all of these. Oh, that'd be cool. I, I bet you can. Mm. I like to think so. Um, but um, it's really just here because we're we're driving a wedge between two characters. Mm. We're, we're we're and and are we? I mean, I, I don't feel, know. I think we are. I feel like we are also reestablishing some some tropey uh, qualities about a certain um, visor wearing character. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, like a like a shirt slogan for this character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, you know, I also, I do like this issue ties nightmare back into this. It was like a one-off issue that yeah. they did and they're like, Hey, let's bring him back. You know, Jean gray and nightmare now have like a history and right? like, he's not done. I'm sure he'll no, be back. I'm sure. Or like, they'll just, uh, there'll be something they leave and some writer down the line. We'll pick it up. Who knows? Dr. Strange and Jean gray in, you know, that's, that's a Jean's like, not a chance doc. <laughs> like we'll team up, but that's it. Okay. You, you never know. Exactly. I know I'm married. But that's who is Steve. Oh yeah, it's interdimensionally. Yeah, and so is she. For now, it's not like they got remarried. Yes, that's true. It's... Anyway, um, Brew seemingly is going to be back in charge of of the brood. A small amount of brood. Mm -hmm. We're still with him. Yeah. Um, I I didn't read the Captain Marvel stuff, so I have to assume that the X Men who are sent over there to help dealt with it. Dealt with that. Cool. Whatever. Nightmare goes away. Um, yep. The uh, celestial head that was lost with Forge nowhere is now brought here and then like it's floating around outside they keep of Jupiter. It now. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna use it. Yep. Like, this is That's where the brood are going, who mm -hmm. are hanging out with Brew, and they're meant to live there. So like, hey, the brood are now at our doorstep. Yes, and it's like a. It's funny because we. This feels like putting something back. Yeah. Like Hickman set up or at least forced a like concept, which was brew is in charge of the brood. Mm -hmm. And so when we need them, the brood will return. Yeah. And we're going to be in charge of them. But then Jerry Duggan's like Hickman's gone. So I'm going to do a brood story that will get rid of the brood, but 
I will keep a couple of them around yeah. in case we want to do that thing that Hickman was going to do where the brood show up and save the day in some, res- in some respect. Sure. I mean, I don't, you can't get rid of, I don't think they got rid of all the rest no. of the brood. Well, unlike like, what Scott wants to do. Yeah. So like it, the really big, the crux of this is that like Scott is like, we should have taken care of the brood a long time ago. We should have wiped them out. They're garbage. They're trash, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And now they attacked my dad, my space dad. Yeah. Don't attack Scott's space dad. Lest you be like just wiped from the universe. I mean, I I don't know how if I agree with him or not. Uh, you're you are not meant to in this book. No. This book is very much painting Cyclops as like off his rocker, inappropriate. You know, Gene is very like high and mighty. Like you know, oh, you want to commit genocide, Scott? It's like please, you guys. She's like I'm gonna make a level mutant. You've killed an entire species of people, Gene. Shut up. Well, that's what she's saying. She's like her take. Like, on she's it. like, I know, I've been there. She's like, we got to, we have to forgive. Right. Because if you can't forgive them, how can you forgive me? Exactly. She doesn't say that. But no, that's, but we that's, get it. <laughs> but, you know, there's the war, like, um, the war captains, Bishop, Cyclops, Magic, and Psylocke. Mm-hmm. Magic and Psylocke are like, this is a bad idea. But, like, for, uh, Bishop's like, hey, we should just, we should get rid of them. Yeah, we should just, you, Wanda, no more mutants them. He's like, we should grow a Wanda clone. Mm-hmm. And not give her a consciousness. Just give her a single idea. No more brood and get rid of them. I'm like. Yeah. You can't do that, though, because like Wanda was amplified in her abilities at that point. So like it would blow up in their faces. But like I, I'm like, listen, that's not a bad idea. Like, um, why is that your first plan, Bishop? Like, it's like because I'm a cold uh, son of a bitch. Additionally, I'm like, um, this is kind of a like a problem that mm-hmm. that could be a thing. Oh, yeah. Because you could amplify her powers. There are yeah. plenty of mutants around who can uh, amplify powers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, why don't we do that? No. what To, to whom? Whoever we want. Uh, that's so scary. Whoever gets in the way. Right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Bishop comes up with that and Psychop's like, I mean, like, hang on. Yeah, let's like, hear the man out. Yeah, exactly. Let's, like, I know we're let, all, let talk. our default is to condemn this, but. And that's all in, that's just a data dump. For yeah, that's just so a text that's page. That's just a text page of where that happens, right? Mm-hmm. So like Psychop's is like, I am down for this until Gene is like, all right, she like uses her powers to take his visor off, hold his powers back so she can look him in the eyes and have him say that he wants to wipe all, all the brood. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, yeah, but here, put your visor back on. We're not going to do that. Yeah. You're a lousy Magneto Cyclops. Yeah, that's just not going to happen. And uh, yeah. And, that, so and they figure it out and they give it to Brew and, you know. Yeah. And and that's it. But I think that Gene's like, hmm. Hmm. I think Cyclops is like, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Especially because Nightmare, of course, alludes to the fall of X. Yes. Oh, very and much. And the so. idea of like one becomes two. Well, and there, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I, I think we're like, Duggan's starting to lay some additional like, seeds yes you know you know uh, i don't know you, you could uh, cyclops is right cyclops is not right I, I don't really care i don't care at all about that like I it's actually, a cartoon character it doesn't you know yeah i actually really liked the sequence with sync yeah and um and 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 his laura she has a name she has a code name she does it's just a cool code name talon thank you uh with sync and talon i i think that was really well handled yeah. um I, those two are almost more interesting to me. Well, than, they were so interesting, but they didn't do anything. Like they they don't have they they barely have any interaction in this book. Like we focus, it's more it's all about Cyclops, right? But I, they do get a moment though. They get a moment, but well, like, but, we but that moment to me is like there's a, lot, a lot to it because it talks about their time together and you know what Sink is seeing and yes. you know just how much death that he's seen over like his, his lifetime. Now he has that memories, <laughs> yes. you know, and, mm-hmm. so, and she lived through it all. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I thought this was still a really well done 
issue. I yeah. think we all saw inevitably that Cyclops wasn't going to be able to, they weren't going to let Cyclops kill all the brood. No, I meant keep his like chill. Oh yeah. For, uh, he's ch- He kept his chill way longer. I think than any of us thought Cyclops was going to keep that chill. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're here mm-hmm. and uh, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, Fall of X is, is coming. And um, I, I don't know. No, I don't know what to expect from it. And Same. That's all I got on that. Mm-hmm. The last book I read this week, unless you don't want me to do that. No, of course. Is um, Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants. Yes. Mutants. Mutants. This is number three. But or nine. Uh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I have an email. And I'll look at it later. Is it cool? No, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get a chance to look at it. Mm. Um, this is part nine. I of, think so. Yes, of Sins of Sinister. We've got two more after this. Uh, this one's written by Al Ewing with art by... Uh, I don't know who it is. I'll be honest uh, VT. VT. Um, oh, actually, I read something else, too. I forgot that. You did. I did read something else. I know. I totally forgot, but let's do this anyway. Let's talk mm-hmm. about this really quickly. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to get into this too much. We're coming to the end. So it's just like, yeah, it's just all spoilers. We're, we're, it's, all, it's all, like, excitement and action yeah. and really cool it's coming stuff. together. Alessandro Vitti. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's all coming together. Everything's, like, funneling into this one storyline, Thousand Years in the Future, what's going on, Storm's been dead, you know, I, I, this was accidentally, I actually ruined this for myself, but I was looking up something else. I wanted to know something and I, I read a little further and I was like, oh. Yeah, well, that was a press release. They shouldn't have. That re- wasn't a press release. That was, that was a, that was their like review or no, something. No, it was Marvel's wiki page. That's it. So it's fair. They updated it. <laughs> right. It's, they it's updated it. It was that's, up today. That's, that's, that's yeah. absolutely, it was accurate information. I shouldn't have read it. That's my own fault. It didn't take away from anything necessarily. Um, this is, uh, following along with the um, group that has the Moiras keeping them away in like the storm system. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's all very epic looking. It has like almost an Asgardian feel to these characters, cool. even though they're of Araco. Yeah. Um, That's fun. Needless to say, uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting things that happen. in this. There's <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of death and destruction, a lot of cool moments for mm-hmm. some folks. And um, people get their just desserts, I suppose. Yay! But uh, Sinister, of course, is still still com- kicking around, still kicking around, still coming out on top, of course. Mm. And um, I, I, I don't know, honestly, if he's going to come out of this unscathed. Uh, well, I no, I think he, I, I'm worried he does come out of this unscathed. Oh, you don't think he's going to get his? Yeah, uh, like I'm like, no, up- he should. He needs to be scathed. He yes. needs to get his comeuppance. He needs. To, and for comeuppance for him, it has to be like humbling. Yeah. Like embarrassing. And I, I yeah. just don't see that, that happening, happening. Uh, but I can hope. I right. can really, really, really hope that he is humbled by this experience. If he remembers any of it, I, I you know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we got two more issues. I think the last one is um, soon. It's this week. Yeah. That's well, there's the, another yeah, one this, this week. Is, I was then... going to say, this is the size Spurrier one, and then it'll be the Omega. Yeah. So I, I can't wait. I, I really cannot wait to see how they're going to wrap this all up. I mean, I have a feeling I know how it's going to work out. But with these writers, I am excited oh, for how them. they're going to get me there. Yes, absolutely. So it's all it's all about the journey. It is. Care more about the journey. The journey is the more important part. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, Steampunk says, yo, hope you guys are doing great. Well, We're doing you. fine. Thank you. I've been uh, reading the terrifics and it's been really good. I recommend it. Yeah, people really loved the Terrifics when it came out. Um, just not enough <laughs> to keep it alive. 
Uh, Paul Williams, uh, hi, I can't stay, but I wish you both the best. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you for your support. Uh, question is, the post address still the same if we want to send things in? And what comics would you like to read that in, uh, inexplicably DC Marvel no longer published? That's a great question. Uh, as far as our uh, address is concerned, it's always in the description of every video we make. It's PO Box 1157, Denver, New Jersey 07834. It's always there. Hasn't been changed. Uh, but so, yeah, we uh, we still, and I check it like periodically, like every week or so. Mm-hmm. Um and a giant pile just continues to get bigger and bigger until we shoot an episode of Letters Page. But uh, yeah, I don't know about like what books I'd like to read that DC Marvel don't publish. I mean, just I mean for me, it's always about crossovers. It's mm-hmm. more of those. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd like for some of the bigger books to get their like split ups. Like I'd like Spider Man to have like a couple of uh, you know like, spectacular web of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Maybe like you know spread it around. Batman, same deal. You. Um. I'm sorry. What was the question? Are there any books that they don't make anymore you want to you want to see? Oh no, because most of most of the characters that I care about have somehow come back. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no. Okay, yeah, I want more Cy Spurrier's Hellblazer. M and M says, uh, "Been reading Jenkins' run on Spider-Man Spectacular lately. Uh, based on my, my recommendation, such a good book. Too bad Amazing couldn't ever be as well written. Again, for some reason, I guess it's a very high-profile book. Spectacular, they can get away with a lot more than uh, than Amazing because it's just lower numbers." And it's not considered the, the the flagship, so it has a lot more cooks in the kitchen. Uh, Empire Comics. Hey, guys, wanted to stop in and say hello. Hello to you, too, Empire Comics. I never get to catch you live, but I get to listen to you on Spotify at work the next day. Uh, Lowell, I love your content. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much, well, Empire thank Comics. You. Thanks for checking us out on Spotify. You can find us on audio at uh, Off the Rack Reviews. Uh, over on Spotify under Comic Pop. And I hope you're having a great day at work. <laughs> Same here. Uh, Ray Farr. Oh, is Amazing Spider-Man done? No, it, it's not done. No, I'm done buying it. Uh, what did that no good rotten punk Peter Parker do? Only book I've bought consistently is Nightwing, so I'm out of the loop. Uh, it doesn't matter what he did. Um, yeah, really, It really doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Just don't read the book. Uh, Chunky Jesus, I picked up Gotham City Year One, Issues 1 and 2 this weekend. At your suggestion, wow, can't wait to track down 3 through 6. Well, nice. shouldn't be hard to do uh, because that book did not sell. But listen, thank you very much. That means a lot. And hey, listen, if we if you ever picked up a book of ours and it was by our recommendation and you were like, oh, it's really good. You know what you're talking about. Let us know because, you know, it tells other people like, hey, it's not just us blowing smoke. Absolutely. Boris Fraser, Uncanny Spider-Man had me interested. Nightcrawler, Spider-Man, pass. I disagree. I think that'd be neat. Um, and you've known about it for years because uh, it was in Timely or Timeless or whatever the hell that Jed McKay book was. That we, he was there. I forgot about he was that. wearing a Venom suit, but he was there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That cover looks great. It's also written by Cy Spurrier. Which so. is like a big yes. So for I should me, tell him to I'm pick in. that up. Uh, just kill the friggin' knockoff Xenomorphs X-Men. They're not going to do that. Uh, and they're never going to put the Xenomorphs in the Marvel Universe for some reason. So for some reason, that comment made me remember that, you know, there's a big, horrible spider somewhere in the studio. Yeah. And that just that made me think of that. Mm-hmm. And now that's all I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had that music cue played up when you see them in Aliens where it's like, <laughs> you know, that sound effect they've used. Uh, LT3 only just got here and watching from the start. So I'll see your response in the next 56 minutes. <laughs> Time travel. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. Thank yeah, you very much, LT3. Thanks for watching, man. Uh, and uh, yeah, I read uh, Return of the Jedi Ewoks, number one from Melissa Wong with art by many different people, including Paula Gunshow, Caspar Winyard, uh, Lee Garbett, Kyle Hotz, Javier. Uh, oh, no. And then that's colors. Um, so this was. Uh, 
Tiffany dared me to read it, and so here it is. I didn't dare you to read it. I did say that you were going to read it. Yeah, uh, Tales of Friendship, Horror, and Triumph with the Ewoks. I think this is the idea is it's the 40th anniversary of their release of Return of the Jedi, and so they're releasing a bunch of Return of the Jedi books, including Lando Calrissian and the Ewoks. So is that Ewoks have fire? Or is that Ewok have fire in his eyes? He's he's yes. Is, that's it, right. is he looking at the burning pyre or pile oh. of of stormtrooper bodies? I'm guessing. Uh, that story is not in this. Um, it's like make mine like medium rare, please. Right. This is uh so the, this is an anthology. It's a collection of stories about the Ewoks. Um, the Ewoks. It's it, there's a framing device within it where the Ewoks are telling stories around the campfire, and uh, so the like each story has a, a each Ewok or three Ewok have a tale. Oh, so it's the fire that they're telling the stories around, not the fire of, of like, like burning flesh. Exactly. <laughs> that like that you know is no. in each Ewok's eyes. Um, but. Uh, there's no text. What? There's no dialogue. There's no text. It's, oh, it's just images. It's like step by bloody step. Yes. And it works great. Like wow. it did a great job of demonstrating story. Or like, I should, I should have said it's like, it's Jeff. <laughs> Cause that's an actual Marvel property. Oh yeah, it's Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Marvel would appreciate being like, and just to, to step by bloody step. Would I, we put on anything as good as that? Wow. I they do good. I they didn't good, say that. They do good stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this is, uh, you know, there's three different stories. You know, one of them is about like an Ewok discovering a killing a stormtrooper or at least dispatching one and then finding like his like little flying machine, which I think is based off of like a knockoff Kenner original ship that they made. Uh, Kenner designed and Kenner made all the Star Wars figures and vehicles and play sets. But uh, when Star Wars ran out of vehicles they wanted to make. Kenner made up their own. And so there's like a bunch of like little weird versions of Star Wars ships that Kenner invented where they're like, these are this is just as good as what you do, mm. Star Wars. So here's some things that are now canon because we made them. And uh, people like uh, Dave Filoni are like, let's put them in there anyway. You know, like the like that walking fish from Caravan of Courage that shows up. Uh, the Ugnaught rides it in Mandalorian. Yeah weird i think that that is what is in this issue but doesn't matter okay. but like you know one of the ewoks like spends all day and all night like for a couple of weeks like building this thing and then he learns how to fly and like one of them is chased by a giant horrible monster and then is eaten by it and there's another one that's like uh an ewok like goes out into the woods and runs into one of the other indigenous creatures which is canon from that awful cartoon where they look kind of like salacious crumb meets the grinch and uh they're from like warring clans and they're but they're friends it's like like fox and the hound but like has a happy ending instead of garbage and uh you know the ewok family and the other guy it's it's just you know whatever it's just three little stories and they're cute and they're fun and the art's uh reflective of the style story you have and it's a really nice uh, narrative device of not using text in your uh in, in your comic book well done okay so it's a good looking book the kyle Hotz book is the one where just an Ewok is stalked by a giant monster and then is eaten by one. And then it's cute because like, you know, the, the guy's done telling a story. And the other one's like, there are children here. And then he goes, Oh, and his spirit lives on. Like we don't see their text, but like, and then he goes, Oh, and then it shows like the spirit of that Ewok, like over the fire, like, you know, like, and he went to heaven or his spirit is here with us or whatever belief we have. Like, it's just, it, it was really funny. I was like, that's really clever. It was, it's a really cute, well-made book. I was like, way to go. It's fun. All right. Wow. Yeah. You enjoyed it. I did. Wow. Yeah. I like wow. that. Wow. And you read Guardians of the Galaxy. I did. I read Guardians of the Galaxy 1 Massacre at Galilee. <sighs> I took one look at this and I'm like, I, 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 I leafed through it and went, okay, now. 
It's cute. I, I appreciate what they're doing. I was just like, but it's very obvious. It's just we're gonna completely change the tone of this entire thing to be a western. Like, I just want to make it a western. I mean, it is kind of like that. It is a western. It is one hundred percent a western. Um, which is neat, but also like, does it fit the characters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. This. This. This worked. Um. They're. They're on a planet where. They go to a sleepy, dusty town, and um, you don't know what they're doing there. But you know the the folk who are there are like, you know, we we don't need you here, and, and they're like, trust me, you do. Uh-huh. And other folks show up, and they're like, we own these mines and all that stuff, right? And they're like, no, you don't. I need you to come with us. Trust <laughs> me on this one. Mantis is like a saloon girl. <laughs> She's you know convinces them to all leave, utilizing her powers because something's coming no fall is coming and they got to get these people out of here right so they do their best to pile them into like a a rinky horrible rusted shipping containers like two shipping containers it's like a train essentially they got their ship they got a container Mm -hmm. container behind them um and what's coming it's groot fall (laughs) i I, listen i haven't checked in on guardians of the galaxy for a while but like it's scary (laughs) i don't know what's happening to groot yeah it's seemingly no one knows what to do with Groot anymore. <laughs> so now Groot is this. Now, right. now Groot goes here and, and like eats people and, you know, makes vines everywhere and other such things. He's going to destroy this plant. Okay. Um, they take off. They've got the two um, Shipping containers. containers of people. Uh, one of them falls off the back. The other one doesn't. And Quill's like, 50% is as good as we ever do. So Aww. off we go. Jesus. <laughs> and like the other container is just, he's like, is anyone still alive from the second container? And She's they like, look yes. down there. No, they look down there and it is just, it's Wrecked. a massacre. Okay. Like Groot has completely destroyed everyone mm. involved with it. So they, they leave in the story is told by a young boy who was in the town. And he's like, they, they planted us someplace else. And you know, they did help us. Technically, right. <laughs> they helped us, not the people, over, not my brother or whoever's over on the other side. Right. So the next the next it's going to continue, I think, with the Western theme. The next one's called A Fistful of Mysterium. Uh-huh. Apparently, I'm I'm fine with Western sci fi things. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Got it. Yep. This I'm like, all right. Yeah. I will say, though, if you come at this with the voices of the movie in your head, it'll it'll it, match up it totally yeah it matches up so i'm gonna guess that's how they kind of wrote it like like makes sense it, it you'll you'll see what i mean some synergy in there there is definitely some synergy mm-hmm. in here um but i i get this probably isn't for everybody especially since it is western themed right I don't know if but it is like, just firefly you know at that point i'm like if you just it isn't it isn't because it's you know you got aliens because right, they got space powers and stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair yeah all right i get I'll, I'll actually read it and sit down and actually read the darn thing yeah give it a shot uh ray far mm-hmm. says comic pop has made me buy more books than the big two ever have what do you what you folks do matters Aww. we appreciate all the work that goes into the channel thanks ray, thanks, appreciate ray. It, thank you very much for your support uh max m haven't been able to catch you guys live for a while here's some money well, thanks thank max. Appreciate for sponsoring the show also are there any types of stories you want to see more of in comics i just want more pirates the fun <laughs> one piece kind of or even the evil historical kind yeah that's fair more pirates be interesting fine sal's got a great pirate pitch I do. I, you're damn right I do. <laughs> That'd be the only place I could do it now because there's no way they're going to make more movies and TV shows. So it's like, no. make a make a comic book. I'll do that. Yeah, pirate, Pirates would be good. Cost nothing. Uh, 
I don't know. Yeah. I like more uh, spooky things. Right. More horror. More more, ho- more Arctic horror. More horror in like mainstream comics. Oh, like yes. I like when they do little one shots or like small arcs for characters who have to deal with something horrifying. It's true. Yeah, those kind of like huge tonal shifts. Like I remember like there's a there's a Spider-Man book called um the mad dog ward and it's just so effing weird and literally nobody talks about it and it's just such a like tonal shift that happens to spider-man and any other mainstream character like what happens to batman too where it's just like what the hell yeah well you see that a lot in when we did uh when they did legends of the dark knights yeah. it was like all of a sudden it's like what's happening it's like gothic horror over here and it's exactly. like yeah but like it doesn't have to be forever no i just wanted it as like just a little, like a, a little like an taste. arc three little, issues little taste. yeah uh orionk uh 1701 sally rewat wildcats lettering being distracting weirdly it's a callback to the 99 run still shouldn't be in the dcu love you too thanks very much for or i think, or I think it's orion cc or, oh orion cc thank you very much <laughs> orionok you're in star wars mode it's true sorry car uh, yang car yang second greatest bounty hunter <laughs> in the galaxy let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out let's do it uh i, I obviously you can take a look i obviously oh, am recommending you. nightwing number 103 uh i did not talk about nightwing number 102 uh i didn't even read the damn thing but i will be talking about it at some point well at least i'll talk about 103 next week um hang on a second there we go. Uh, I'm also going to be reading uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number 14. The last one was really fun. Uh, who killed Simon Stagg? Indeed. Uh, was it Bruce Wayne? Probably not. Uh, Superman number three is coming out. This is uh, I, I actually got to tell Josh that you thought it was cool um, because <laughs> it was and it was it was another one of those things where it's like this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. The parasite can turn into like little miniature versions of the parasite. It, it got horror. I like that. Uh, but that's a that's a really fun series. Off to a great start. She-Hulk 12. Uh, they're doing legacy numbering with it, and we'll see. I think it might be the last one. I don't know. I'm sure Ooh, there's more. Okay. I think there's at least one more. But if if not, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn. But, sure. Uh, She-Hulk has been continuing to be fine and interesting. Uh, speaking of great, uh, Punish number 11 is coming out. Hooray! Uh, I love this series. It did dip a little bit in issue 10, so I'm really excited to see where this goes because I want to see this team like fight Punisher and. I want to see where it's going. I'm really excited about Maria and stuff. Um, uh, the new, they're the last, I think, issue of Deceased War of the Undead Gods is coming out. That's issue number 10. Um, that is... Uh, it says eight. Eight. Uh, it says eight of eight. Yeah. Uh, Deceased War of the Undead Gods number eight. This is a great series. I've been loving it. It's a saga at this point. Uh, and Superboy, The Man of Tomorrow, number one debuts. Um, this oh. is great. Uh, I actually got a chance to read it. And so I'll talk more about it in depth next week, but, uh, yeah, it's it, check it out. It's a really fun book. Um, if you love Connor and you want to see justice for Connor and you were reading the Superman book and you're like, well, look at all these effing superfluous Superman. This is the book for you. Now I should say this is a flashback book. So mm. when you get into action comics and it's like, look at all the super people, including Connor, and he's got a new jacket. This is the series that will set that up. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you, so, so don't think that this is a sequel series or it doesn't line up. This is all taking place before he like more aligns visually with the Superman family. Okay. Uh, and uh, I found out from Cantwell uh, over on Twitter uh, that uh, Sleepwalker is appearing in the Hellcat series uh, and he's going to be a major factor in that book. And so I guess I'll have to read Hellcat number one, and then I'm going to read Hellcat number two, which comes out on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, big, big uh, character in the series. He promises he's like a huge deal about Sleepwalker. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll have to read it because, of course, you know, 
we're big sleepwalker fans here on this channel we uh yeah oh yeah <laughs> no but uh yeah i'll be checking that out as well and uh so you know those are my recommendations uh tiffany okay um i'm going to be recommending uh the forge number two it's greg rucka it's a indie book uh from image it was like it's the oversized one right? yes the big oversized one weird sci-fi sort of toned thing i don't know it got in my brain so i'm gonna pick up number two yeah uh, x-force number 39 is gonna be coming out uh apparently colossus and, and wolverine laura, laura are going to be joining X-Force. Uh, that's just, it's just Ben Percy bringing in more characters who need to have something dealt with because like, we got to figure out, up. we got to <laughs> figure out this Colossus thing. Yes. For sure. Right. right. Got to take care of that. And then of course, the thing I'm the most excited for, Nightcrawler's number three, this will be part 10 of Sins of Sinister. This will wrap up the main bulk of books and then we'll be following it up with like an Omega issue. This one will be written by Cy Spurrier. So I'm excited. It yeah. looks like the art's by someone else though. Yeah, Philip Sevi. I don't know who that is. No, it says and Lorenzo, Lorenzo Tenmeta. Yeah, I think it's Tenmeta is on art, mm. which is not who has been doing the other two books. No. They had been keeping like each of the three had been, but maybe this is just, something different i don't know i don't, I don't know um, either. listen yeah i can't wait nah, me too i can't wait to hear all about it yay uh nick del tufo uh says there's nothing better than two people talking shop about the things they enjoy thank you both have a great night you Aww. too nick thank well, you very much you. love your desserts thanks, you too thanks you uh beeper leaper hi comma pop here is some coin thank you very much yeah. beeper leaper question do you any of you have a personal favorite omnibus in your collection mine's peter david's incredible hulk run um I mean, I guess, right? Like, trying to figure out what mine is. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have uh, Heroes Reborn, Heroes Return, Age of Apocalypse, Doom Patrol. Uh, we have um, uh, Invincible, Walking Dead, Berserker, uh, Sandman. Um, I don't have a Silent Hill. I don't have a Silent Hill. You have a big, you have an over, you have like an absolute or something. Yeah, I, I would say it's my Silent Hill om omnibus. Oh, yeah not really an omnibus. it's like a little one it's so little it's called an omnibus it is technically an omnibus that's true i have marvel zombies as well what well we didn't pay that uh ray far says uh, also shout out to danielle for being the best mod ever i had Yay. to guest mod for a friend stream and it was exhausting yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we really appreciate her doing that thank mm -hmm. you very much danielle and uh it's it's, it's payback for making me play all those horrible Horrible games over on uh, youtube.com <laughs> at Compop Plays. You can watch Tiffany play back uh, the games that she never played when she was a kid uh, in bonus round. This isn't a 10 year old show, but still check it out. Uh, the most recent episode was DuckTales Woo, which came out, uh, yeah, 1989. You get to play that for the first time. It was really fun. And so now there's three episodes of bonus round available on that channel. Yeah. But if you want to watch Tiffany play something more modern, you can you'll go to twitch.tv slash comic pop, watch play that. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's usually Tuesdays uh, and Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. And Mr. Self Sabotage says, I figured I'd ask because I never heard it mentioned. What are both of your thoughts on Ultimate X Men? I didn't really read a lot of it. I like, I, yeah, I don't either. I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Yep. The concept, though, of like, anything ultimate is neat yes not always handled well no but it's a really great idea agreed you know to be mm -hmm. able to start clean especially with a slate like like x-men where it's like yeah uh, i think it's yeah that's kind of a krakoa feels like almost right absolutely like it almost feels like a like a unofficial ultimate version except it's not because like all these things happen but it's just a place that you felt like you could jump in on ultimate totally. should have felt like that yeah whether yeah. or not it did is a totally different you know matter but 
I think it's why people are yeah. They're, that's why they're so excited for the movies. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, it's going to start the slate mm-hmm. like completely new. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks to our sponsors for uh, helping us out. Uh, that's in the super chats. That's you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, don't forget to subscribe, click the bell for notifications, and we'll see you guys next week with a new episode of Off the Rack. But stay tuned for more because there is plenty here on Comic Pop Returns and of course on YouTube.com slash Comic Pop and uh, over on YouTube.com at Comic Pop Plays. I don't say slash because like I don't think it is slash. I think if you use slash and not at, fucks up. It's stupid. Anyway, see you guys next week. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So everybody, bye. Bye.